When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, COVID has returned. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 21 of the Bulls broadcast. Chase Crawshaw and Mike Mitchelson here with you today. Chase, how you doing on this lovely Wednesday afternoon about 3.36 p.m. Eastern Standard Time? Uh, I'm great. Thanks. Good. I don't know why I need to elaborate so hard, but um, I'm, I'm vibing. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing good, uh, except for some of the stuff we got to talk about today. As I mentioned in the beginning, COVID returning. Uh, well, you know, it's been around, obviously, but it's really hit the sports world hard in the last couple of days. I know not only has the NHL had some real mishaps with COVID, but also the NFL, a lot of problems going on over there, too. So we'll get into that later on in the show after the commercial break. But before we get to that, got to be talking about some KHL news and then looking at some hockey games with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So let's start with that KHL news. It looks like, this is just a report, but it looks like we could have a little Kucherov-Ovi action over in Russia. Yeah, uh, KHL is negotiating with the Lightning and the Bolts for a possible 2022 preseason game. That'd be pretty cool. I like seeing these preseason games go overseas. You know, I like when the NHL was doing that series uh, with Europe when they were playing like, the European teams, and, you know, I'm all about that kind of stuff. It, it's just exciting. So, you know, if they could go over there, maybe play a KHL game or two as well, that'd be pretty fun. Absolutely. It'd be really cool. And the Caps are an obvious one because the face of Russia hockey, Russian hockey is on the Caps with Ovechkin. They also got some other players like Samsonov and, and others. With the Tampa Bay Lightning, you've got the new shining star. Not really new, but, you know, after Ovi steps down, Kucherov will continue to be that face of Russia over here with Tampa. So it makes sense on why they did that matchup and uh, why they're talking about those two teams specifically. You know, I hate to burst the bubble, but when Ovi steps down, Mishkov will be stepping out. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, maybe he's on Tampa. That'd be cool. <laughs> if Tampa trades for first-round pick in the offseason, the team, whoever, they're, whoever they trade for falls apart. Tampa wins the Stanley Cup, and they get first overall or second overall because Bedard will go first overall, and they grab Mishkov, and then, you know, it comes over. After only a year, he buys out the rest of his KHL contract, comes over and scores 100 points as a rookie. I'm in. I need him to come over sooner than, I think you said it was, like, age 23, but I need him over, like, 
before he hits 21. It So it's three years after his draft year. So 21 okay. is okay. when his contract would end in Russia. I need him over as soon as possible. Yeah. I don't want another, uh, who was the kid in Vancouver with that happening? Pod Colson? Yes. Vasily Pod Colson. He was stuck over in Russia for a little while. So was Kaprizov. And he finally comes over to the NHL. Yeah, but Kaprizov, I, you know, not many people really pay too much attention because he wasn't that high of a draft pick. But I think once everyone started seeing, oh, wow, he's lighting up the KHL, then the excitement came towards him. But because of him not being a super high draft capital player, it didn't seem as long. I mean, he would have been a higher pick if he, like, it was known he wanted to stay over in Russia, kind of. So that's kind of also why he fell a little bit, too. So, you know, that's that also, you know, plays into all those factors. But anyway, uh, yeah, you, we still want, we, we want to see the best talent, you yes. know, in, in America. Why the hell wouldn't we want to, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Tampa versus the LA Kings, the first game back from our road trip. It was a good game, and it ended in... Extra time going all the way over to overtime, and Matthew Joseph was able to seal the deal for the Tampa Bay Lightning, extending a nice little. Uh, uh, no, actually, we lost our last one to Ottawa, didn't we? Yeah, you, you just assume you win that game. Y- you do, you do. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, so we obviously we, we bounce back in a, a harder fought win against the LA Kings team that's been playing, you know, fairly well this year above expectations. And it's not really too much of a surprise this went into OT with how Jonathan Quick's been playing. He played, you know, another great game in this one. But, you know, lo- looking forward, we, we've got Ottawa again. And, you know, we, we just lost a few days ago to Ottawa, and I don't think we're going to make that same mistake. I think riding off of this close win in L.A., everyone's going to be like, all right, holy hell, let's figure this out. Let's, let's bring a little more pace and be ready for a thumping on Thursday. Absolutely, and luckily it's not going to be a 1 p.m. game. I've talked yeah. about how, for some reason... Good teams don't seem to perform afternoon games. This one's going to be 7 p.m. in Tampa. This one, I kind of just wish we could just repeat exactly what we said in the last episode, but we're coming off of a recent loss to them. So even though I want to say, hey, we're versing probably the worst goalie tandem in the NHL, we just got shut out by them. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit frustrating. We expect this to be a win completely. So it's going to have to wait and figure that out if it's if that's going to be the case or not. So uh, right now on the season series, it's one and one. We won the first contest five to three, lost the second one four nothing. So hoping to pull this one out and take that series. We will. We will. We will. Any score prediction on that? Six to one. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Just come up with an absolute thumping. We got embarrassed last time, so we're going to make sure to embarrass them this time. Uh, Our next game to look at Saturday, December 18th, a 9 p.m. game between Tampa and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, About a month ago, this game would have been pretty clearly in Tampa's favor, but Colorado, they have really started to surge. They have started to come on super hot. Their offense has been crazy good. Uh, One of the top offenses in the league, First in goals for per game. So uh, this is going to be a very hard matchup. Both teams in their last 10, 7-2-1. Yeah, and Colorado's been playing pretty beat up all season long, and things are finally starting to click a little bit for them. So that's when, you know, it gets a little bit scary. Uh, they, they got a good chance to go on quite a, you know, bit of a run, kind of like we've seen in the past couple of years of the Lightning. You know, that, that, that the big winning streaks we've had over the last couple of years usually bounces off of a cold streak. And, you know, Colorado's out of that cold streak, stepping into that hot streak. So this is going to be a tough one. 
Um, it, it's not an impossible game for for uh, for a Lightning win, but really, it's just you know keeping McKinnon, keeping Rantanen, keeping Landeskog all in check. It's definitely going to be one to watch. And you mentioned those three guys that you got to keep in check. Uh, obviously, they're best players. But when you look at the just stat sheet, their number one guy coming in, Nazim Kadri, really having a resurgence in his career. 37 points through 23 games. That's a guy you're going to have to keep an eye on. And then as well, on the back end, Kel McCarr, we know how talented he is. This is a team with a ton of firepower, and it's going to be tough. Andre Vasilevsky has to play at his best. Yeah, 100%. And you know, you, you got a lot, a lot of faith in him. You think that he can. I think that he can. Um, so as long as he's on, it's going to make it for we're going to make for an easier win. Absolutely. And Nazim Kadri, uh, he's got a lot of points, but he's also a guy who can be kind of like a Brad Marchand, be a little bit of a rat, get under your skin, uh, sometimes make some dirty plays out there. We've seen that in the playoffs a couple of times. This is a guy I'm not really interested in facing. He's scoring a lot, and he's being. Uh, and he's you know just a nuisance out there on the ice. So oh, yeah. Oh, gonna, yeah. not gonna be not gonna be a guy I like to see, but it's gonna be a good game regardless. Agreed. Uh Chase, let's go to the power rankings before we head on uh over to the second half of the show. Uh ESPN, they put out their new power rankings today. Uh Kristen Shilton put them out. And when we look at the top three, we see a lot of teams from the east. We got the Florida Panthers, the Washington Capitals, and the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, and then even Toronto at four. So it takes four teams before we head over to the West. Not really a big surprise because the West is boring hockey. The West is dog water. But the East, a lot of good representation. And so-called little brother, the Florida Panthers, sitting at the top very confidently this year. You know, it's kind of funny because you compare records, and it's literally identical between Tampa and Florida, 18-6-4. and four. Uh, 40 points in the standings, a 7-14 point percentage. Like it, it's, it's identical, but for whatever reason, you know, you, oh, you, you got to pump the tires of, of little brother there. Big brother can't always win them all, but, yeah. uh, you know, at the end of the day, big brother's always going to come out on top. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I wanted to take a look at the matchup that we have on Saturday, Colorado and Tampa. You've got them sitting back-to-back, Colorado at 6, Tampa at number 7. Uh, hoping that by next week this will switch around as we're hoping Tampa takes that victory over Colorado. Word. Uh, Colorado, um, excuse me, Christian Shilton, she also put superpowers for every single team. For Colorado, she said all of the offense and mentioned how Colorado can hardly be stopped right now. Uh, We mentioned that in our little preview. But when you look at Tampa, it's resiliency. This team is the most resilient in the NHL. Amid penalty kill struggles, amid injuries, we still find a way to thrive. So that is the Tampa Bay Lightning for you. Apt. Apt analysis. All right. Uh, I'm not really seeing any surprises here in the power rankings. Buffalo, they're back down there. We fully expect that. Uh, I guess Detroit a little bit. Detroit, they were really hot in the beginning and started to slow off a little bit here. So they're all the way down to 23. But uh, other than that, I'm not really seeing too big surprises. You know, obviously they've got four games in hand in Boston, but they are still sitting in a wild card spot by a point over Boston. So, you know, technically they're our top 16 team. And Boston's in the top 15, so. And Boston sucks. So, a little bit there. All right, well, that's going to do it for the first half of the episode. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking about COVID stuff and then talk about Team USA as well. We'll be right back. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. 
But with the latest no-brainer from the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still get in on all of the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Uh, make sure to do any of your betting needs over there at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, all right, Chase. Well, let's talk about some of this COVID stuff. Uh, when we look at Elliot Friedman, he announced that NHL teams and players have been notified of enhanced protocols until at least January 7th. He continues on and says measures include restrictions on indoor dining while on the road, masking and social distancing while in club facilities and daily testing except for uh, days off. And then he also said presence of the Omicron variant is confirmed. Players are also recommended to get the booster if eligible. So we're going much more into the beginning stages of this COVID testing and COVID protocol that we saw in sports, but it's kind of necessary when you see like 30 plus NFL players. And then on the NHL, you've got, like at least 10 players alone or 10 personnel members alone on the Calgary Flames. I can't imagine what the whole NHL looks like. COVID has just spiked crazily I think in these past couple of days. I, th- I think it was like 31 NHL players replaced on it on Monday. Yeah, so um, it's been spiking. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And we, we kind of saw this coming with um, how, the, how the COVID cases have been kind of spiking across the nation. We figured this was bound to happen. So... You know, it it sucks. We want we want this virus to be gone and over with. We want to be able to return to a fully normal life, have our, you know, our sports teams play without any issues, have us be able to go out and about and have to worry about, you know, getting sick. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's the reality we live in. We knew this is going to be coming. Uh, you know, there's just too many games being canceled. Uh, they, they just had to try to crack down and, you know, go to the right testing protocol methods in order to keep guys as healthy and as safe as possible. So, as of right now, they're not looking to cancel the season. They're 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 look or pause the season even. They're they're looking to keep on fighting through. But the Olympics are kind of in jeopardy. It's really feeling like at this point. Yeah, and that's really unfortunate. We talked about it in the last episode how the Olympics with NHL players is like peak hockey. It's right up there with well, World Juniors. Uh, it's right below World Juniors. Well, I think I think that's a good transition. We <laughs> we can just you know head over to the the poll real quick and check it out. See what the fans are thinking right now. Wow. The last time I looked, it was not like this. Uh, 28 votes, and we've got 50% saying Ooh. the Olympics, 50% saying World Juniors. So uh, last time I checked, the Olympics was winning by like 70% to 30%. Yeah, last time I checked, it was um, like 20 votes, and then we were at um, Olympics was just still leading, and World Juniors was a little bit behind. So, so 
So the smart people have started voting finally. Some World Junior fans have come out in bunches. Uh, that poll's still going on for another four days. So if you have not yet voted in that poll, vote in that B. Yeah, make sure to head over there. It is do you prefer World Juniors or do you prefer NHL led Olympics? That's simple. We want to know your input. Also, that obvious. Yeah, it is. That's it why is I the put the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, that's why I put the Olympics. Uh, so, yeah, uh, upsetting to hear the the news about COVID and the Olympics and stuff like that. But we'll keep you updated because it has not yet officially been, you know, NHL players no longer allowed in the Olympics. It's not beneficial. So we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, the Flames, they have been one of the teams that have been really hit by this COVID protocol. They've got seven players, three coaches in the COVID protocol. That's a team that's going to have a tough couple of games if they even play. Yeah, we're going to see. We already saw the Islanders games get canceled. So maybe Calgary does the same thing. But I know the NHL is trying to play these games, make it work. So if they can make it work, you know, there's going to be a lot of call-ups, some guys getting some good opportunities. So, you know, good for them. That's cool for those people that get those chances. But it sucks for, you know, the regulars who are normally in the lineup that are just kind of getting shafted now. Yeah, absolutely. And the Flames... Playing pretty well recently. Uh, currently second in the Pacific, 5-4-1 in their last 10. So having this abrupt stop with the COVID protocols, definitely going to be a bummer for the Calgary Flames and their fans. So unfortunate. Uh, next up, Team USA. They've got a new GM. Billy Guerin, GM of the Minnesota Wild, is going to be taking on the Team USA job for the Olympics and for um, probably just going forward, maybe he'll have to do the world championships, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's all the men's level, not the U20 level or anything like that. But interesting hire, you know, because there's stuff coming out about Bill Guerin covering up things in Pittsburgh, and, you know, maybe there's a chance he's going to get canned in Minnesota because of it, but nothing came about that. He gets this job. Um, honestly, it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I haven't really heard much sense that, that, orig- that original story. So who knows if things were proven wrong or if cases were dropped, whatever's going on. You know, USA Hockey obviously felt comfortable enough to put him into this position. So that's what happened. And we'll see if he can put together a competent roster. Yeah, I'm not sure what all went on with that situation. But Bill Guerin, he's really helped the Minnesota Wild out. I mean, five years ago, this Minnesota Wild team was unwatchable. Now they've got some young faces in there and the team's a lot more exciting to watch. They're currently fifth in the ESPN power rankings for the NHL and one of the top teams in the league right now. So he's done a nice job with them. Fully expect him to do a nice job with the team, uh, with USA. It would be hard not to with how many great players you have available for your picking. So I don't know. Right. I agree. Oh, we probably should talk about how Russia. Yeah. They made some interesting decisions on who to bring to World Juniors. Yeah, so Team Russia has not included a single player playing in North America on top of cutting some pretty notable players playing in Russia, like Prokar Poltatov, Sergei Makarov. Oh, excuse me, a little bit of a burp. Um, but um, they, they left off some, some crucial names in Russia, and then, of course, in the U.S., um, you know, Pavel Nutikov, however the hell you say it, Daniil Chaika. Daniel Gushin, like these are three crucial players for the team that are just being left off because they're like, oh no, oh my gosh, you guys play North America where we're little political babies. We're not, we're not taking, we're not taking the best team. We're instead going to put a team of only our guys that are over here, and we're just going to go worked because we're like maybe the fourth team in our, in our pool now. And also, they only have one righty on their entire roster, and it's their goalie Yaroslav Askarov. Twenty-four of their twenty-five rostered players are lefty. They have you, you. 
you can't do anything creative. Like, like you, you obviously have, you can make skill plays, but like on the power play, you have five lefties. You know where the shots are coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you know you're not getting one timers from the left side. It changes the way you got to play the game, and it makes it way easier on the defending team. And we talked about how Canada they didn't have any right shot defensemen. Just stupid. Uh, Russia took it to a whole nother level. Uh, only righty being Askarov. Uh, Sergey Zubov, the head coach of Team Russia, talking about there being zero North American players. He said, we're, we were watching Yan Kuznetsov and Daniil Chaika, but we came to the conclusion that players who have been training with us here in Russia are stronger defensively. The strongest players have been picked. By the way, Yan Kuznetsov might be one of the strongest defending Russians in like the history of their prospects. He's just a rock-solid defender, so that's a horrible argument. Yeah, embarrassing. Uh, not not a great look out of out of Russia here, um, but it should make for an interesting tournament nonetheless. Uh, do we fully expect Russia to continue to be one of those top teams, or because of some of these subtractions from what we expected to be their roster, are we thinking that like the likes of Finland and Sweden are going to be better than them? Russia has to pray that Yaroslav Askarov wins goalie of the tournament. That, that's the only way they're coming out of this. Like with a possible chance to medal because every, everywhere else they're weaker than all their true competition. Forwards, defense, they're significantly weaker. Goalies, they have the best goalie in the whole tournament by a mile, not, it's not even a competition. So they they have to win this game by goaltending, and Russia traditionally hasn't really done that. They, they win this game, um, you know, with solid goaltending, but but they're always good for, you know, two, three goals minimum. I don't know if they're going to be good for that. And I assume Matvey Mishkov is going to be coming over and making the trip. Yes, he will probably be their top forward this year. I Like, you know, a, a name that was left off, very notably, Ivan Moroshchenko has been having a horrendous year. He is taking the Atirati path and is looking like he's going to fall Uh-oh. in the first round. He, even last year, he looked a little bit iffy. It's kind of the same thing as, as Atu, where, you know, the, the, the draft minus one year, it was just like, okay, we, we expect a little more, but you're still young. And then the draft year, it's like, oh, wow, you're actually not improving at all. You're the exact same players last year. This, this is a cause of concern. So that's kind of happening, even though I saw a little bit of a higher ceiling with, with Atu last year. Ivan, you know, I don't see this as high of a ceiling because he's really going to be reliant on his offense translating because that's, like, what he does is offense. He can he can play a little bit harder, a little bit more physical, but he's not, like, some just menace physically. So if he's not going to be able to translate the offense, he's going to have zero chance of making it. Right. Uh, well, uh, Matthew Mishkov, he's having himself a pretty decent little year, eh? Through the yeah, he's gross. Uh, 11 games in the MHL, he's got 28 points. And then 13 games in the KHL, he's got five points. So he's having a pretty good little season. Uh, he should, again, be able to replicate some craziness. And he's actually on the brink of breaking records, isn't he? Uh, for goals scoring, like, all time in a tournament, I thought. Because didn't he put up, like, 13 last year? That was for the U18s, so oh, he's, okay. which he's still eligible for. Okay. So if he goes U18s again, then yeah, he has a chance, but not for the U20s. Um, but anyway, beside, beside the point, um, you know, you, you mentioned those numbers, and he just recently got called back up to the KHL and still is, isn't playing shit. You know, he, he puts up two points in a nine-minute effort and an 8-2 to two win. The next game he plays a minute, 50 seconds going into overtime. Like, like why? He's I, – I don't care – if you're seeing Petersburg, like, and you're the best team in KHL every single year, this kid's still clearly one of your best six forwards. Like, how's he not playing every shift? You look what he's doing. In the He scored every single game he's played in the MHL this year. He scored in every single game. Right, and he 
was signed to a what five year deal at sixteen years old. Yeah. So you would think that if you put that type of investment into a kid, you would actually be putting him out on the ice on the most. No, the KHL is just a joke of a league, dude. On the most important off, situation. League. Tell us more. Why? Uh, all, all they do is just keep, just screw the young guys over. They're like, no, we want you young guys to stay over here. What are you doing? And like. Murat Kuznetsov, I I can't his name's hard to say, but it's pretty much equal to pretty close to that Minnesota prospect. He just signed a um a three year extension deal in Russia, so now he's gonna be over there um until after the twenty five twenty six season, I think, um or maybe it's twenty four twenty five. Beside the point, he he signs this deal because his ice time was getting cut drastically. They're getting ready to send him down to the VHL, even though he's clearly one of the better players in the KHL already. But they said, yeah, look, if you don't do this, we're, we're going to screw over your development and tell you to kick rocks and, and, and bend you over. So he has no choice but to do this because now he needs to get that cage, get those cage minutes. Now he's stuck over there. And that's the type of shit that they pull, and it's stupid. It's embarrassing. It's it, it's just not good for, for Russian hockey, and it's something that Russia will never admit. Well, I think that uh, Tortorella loves it because just keep the old guys in there, keep the grind-it-down hockey who needs all the skill play. Right, so, so stupid. So, so stupid. I think that's the difference right now between the NHL and a lot of other professional leagues is that they see the young talent coming in and they're like, yeah, I mean, it's much better than some of the old guys that are really getting worn down and not able to do the same things out there on the ice. The Trevor Zegrasses, the Connor McDavid's, guys who can do stuff that has never been seen before instead of other professional leagues like the KHL thinking, yeah, let's put these type of players in. Let's let them make these plays. Let's let them shine. They'd rather stick with what they know and what is consistent to them. So right. it's uh, it just not going in the wrong direction, but not going towards the right direction. Right. They don't want to change. Agreed. And change is scary, but that's fine. Things you got to do in life, though. Exactly. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. Let's go to Hockey Name of the Day. Uh, and you said this is not the one that you originally thought, right? No, it's not, but it, it's still similarly tricky. Um, the other one's a little more tricky just because like, it's going to kind of get your tongue twisted. It's going to even get my tongue twisted, even though I, I know how to say it. All right, so we've got Andre Yuri Sagorgas. See, you, you threw an R Nailed before it. the second G. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Sagogorgas. Yuri. Sago Gorgoras. What up? Yeah, what see, you didn't even see, say it. You just, it, yeah, you just, oh, 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 oh. Andre Yuri Sago Gorgas. There you go. Sago Gorgas. Yes, it's it's a tongue twister type of name. But our boy Andre, he's a 15 year old. Making his, hmm. making his introduction on onto the podcast. Uh, he's a 15 year old out of Quebec. He'll be turning 16 here in five days. Actually, uh, he's playing in some U18 league in Quebec. You know, I know nothing about this kid at all. Um, you know, he. he might be good, might might not be good. Who knows? Well, we maybe we'll see him in the future. I did not think that name was going to be from a kid in Quebec. I thought for sure Russia. Andre Yuri. That doesn't sound Russian. I don't know what does. He could have a Russian background. Who knows? Probably does. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. Chase, lead him out with an outro. All right. So, always want to thank you guys for listening. You want to check us out on Patreon? Support us over there. We'd appreciate it. And follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That way you get all the content you need between those three platforms on Twitter right there. 
Make sure to go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Make sure to check the blogs while you're at it. River listening, if you can rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We'd really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for directions. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.